We're nearing the end of our series on last things and end times prophecy. Uh, And many questions have come up regarding this subject. The title is not unique to me. Many Bible teachers have handled this subject of where the dead go. And um, the material I've gleaned from my time in in, uh, Pensacola Bible Institute, from studying Clarence Larkin, and he's a great dispensational Bible teacher of yesteryear. Uh, I, I use his material without apology, and I highly recommend it. It's the best material that you can get on, uh, on Bible uh, doctrine, on dispensationalism, on end times and prophecy. Uh, he is the standard, and so many have followed in his line, and, and I'm one of those. So, um, where do the dead go? Um, we'll take a look at Revelation chapter 21. So the questions having to do with what happens to people in the Old Testament when they die, and when do they come up for judgment, the saints and the wicked dead, and then how is that different from the church age, and then uh, in what sort of a body... Uh, will we be in when we when we die? And does the Bible teach soul sleep? And different questions that have come up throughout all of this that I hope to try to answer within tonight and then next Wednesday night. So um, hopefully this will just take two lessons to deal with this this question. So the Bible tells us that there's only two places that departed souls go after death. There are only two places. Heaven or hell. And there are some who deny the existence of hell, and they have been called no hellers. (laughs) Um, But a deceiver of that sort who would teach that there is no hell, you know, all is well, there is no hell, uh, they would not have followed Jesus very long in his earthly ministry. They would have been one of those that come along listen for a while, and then eventually are offended by something that he said, and then leave off from following him. Jesus had many like that. And uh, they would have been, they would have been uh, offended because Jesus preached more on hell than he did on heaven. <laughs> and I would add to that, Jesus preached more on heaven than probably 90% of today's Bible preachers, including myself. I'd have to include myself there. I'm I'm guilty. Jesus preached a good deal on heaven. And it's something that old-time preachers used to preach about. Like, I bet uh, Brother Don Walker preached on heaven. I bet he had entire messages on heaven. Old-time preachers used to preach on it. Um, These days, you don't hear much. I mean, pay attention. You really won't hear much on heaven. But Jesus preached a great deal on heaven Still, though, he preached more about hell. As a matter of fact, we won't turn there, but in Matthew 5.22, that's where uh, we read that Jesus used the term hell fire. He coined the term. He was the first one to use that term, hell fire. And I guess he ought to know because he created the place. He ought to know what it's like. He described it as being an awful place of torment for the departed souls of the damned. And so... What I want to do tonight is I want to take a look at these uh, two places, heaven and hell, one at a time. But how about we start with heaven? All right, let's start with heaven. 
And what I want to say, first of all, is that heaven is a place. So Revelation chapter 21, verse 2. Heaven is a place. So it says here, let's just read verse 1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. We'll come back to that sea. But that's not the Atlantic and the Pacific, you know, and the Mediterranean. That's not that kind of sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. So here he's referring to the New Jerusalem. And this is a city and it's coming down from where? Heaven. Heaven is a place. And this, this new Jerusalem, it's not heaven, but it's a city that was in heaven that Jesus said he went to prepare. So let's turn back to John 14. We're going to do quite a bit of uh, page turning tonight. John 14. And... Uh, And if you just take the Bible literally, like we do, unless you just can't take it literally, if, it, if you just absolutely cannot take it literally, then you're supposed to take it spiritually or as a metaphor. Um, but if, if you uh, read the Bible literally, you'll come up with our doctrine, the historic doctrines of our faith and of Bible believers and of uh, Baptists. You'll come up with Baptist distinctives based on a literal reading uh, and believing, <laughs> believing the Bible. Um, but John chapter 14 and verse 1, so heaven is a place and um, it's a prepared place. It's a prepared place. So John chapter 14 and verse 1, lo I love this passage. I have preached on it several times at funerals and um, just love it. But let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. There's a lot to be troubled about in this old world, isn't there? A lot to be troubled about. I don't watch the news all the time. But um, the other night I just started watching CBS, NBC, ABC. It's terrifying. They scare you so bad you won't be able to go to sleep. And then when you do fall asleep, you have nightmares and wake up. I mean... The condition of New Orleans right now, New Orleans is one of the most dangerous cities to go to. They were interviewing the mayor there and some people that, that live and work down there, and they say it's a dangerous place to come to, and, and uh, people come there, tourists, you know, and they're, they're wanting to eat jumbo or gumbo and, and listen to the music and stuff like that, and, uh, but they say they're, they're, they don't realize how much danger they're in, and showed pictures of teenagers Throwing women, adult women, retirement age, out of their cars and jacking their cars and uh, taking a guy out of his car and the guy jumping on top of the hood and, and holding on and getting down in through the, the moonroof, you know, to, to stop the hijackers from taking his car, you know, and people pulling guns on one another. Terrifying. You hear about a woman can't even go to the store anymore with a child in her arms. Somebody just come right up to you, broad daylight. 
take the child out of your arms. Or come take the child out of the car seat. It's, it's a terrifying place to live in this country right now, especially in some of these bigger cities. Then we're driving down the road heading to Steubenville, and I see this great big sign at a rest area, and it says, uh, Report Human Trafficking. I thought, man, what kind of world are we living in? Yeah, it's terrifying. And there's a lot to be troubled about. Let not your heart be troubled. In heaven, there'll be none of that. You know what? I'll say this just briefly. Um, Clarence Larkin pointed this out, and I'm sure he wasn't the first one. If you're going to have a heaven, it necessitates the existence of a place called hell, right? Because you've got to separate. If you put some people in heaven, it wouldn't be heaven anymore, right? Uh, so, <clears throat> let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. Amen, I do. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place. So heaven is a place and it's a prepared place. I go to prepare it for you. So in other words, Jesus was saying it's not prepared yet. Isn't that kind of exciting to think about? When he he ascended, New Jerusalem didn't exist yet. He was going to go make it. And New Jerusalem is a city and it's where you and I are going to live. And it looks like in the millennium and in eternity as well. And that's a place where just the bride of Christ gets to live. And nothing unclean can enter into it. I guess other people will be able to come and visit, but nothing unclean will be able to go in there, you know. Uh, so it's a place for only clean people. And, and we're made clean through the cross work of Jesus Christ. So he says, I go to prepare it. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And that's the uh, return, that's the rapture for the church. And receive you unto myself, that where I am, you see it's a place, there ye may be also. So it is definitely a place, and we're not going to look at the uh, references, but if you read your Bible, you'll notice that it always talks about heaven being up. Okay? I mean, that's, that's what the Bible says. Clear enough for anybody to see it. Jace could read it, and he could understand heaven is up. And where is hell? Hell is down in the Bible. So it's not like an alternate dimension that you can somehow enter into. No, it's up and it's a place. And it is another dimension, but uh, not in the way that people are starting to talk about it these days. So it's up. That ought to keep you from getting messed up in uh, Eastern religions because they'll mess up your thinking on that. Yeah, and it's in the earth. It's in the heart of the earth. Yes. And it is temporary. So it's kind of out of the frying pan into the fire kind of a thing. And do we have the New Jerusalem up there now? So yes, there would be a New Jerusalem up there now. Mm-hmm. Yep. And well, if it's not, if it's not because John in his revelation, the book of Revelation, when he saw the visions of heaven, he saw a vision that was yet future. And he's seeing it in 90 AD. He's seeing all these things that haven't happened yet, that they're yet future but Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. I guess we would assume that he's there and had prepared it already. 1,500 square miles, 1,500 square miles, 1,500 square miles, Yeah, city four square. It talks about the foundations being the 12 stones with the names of the 12 apostles on there. And, uh, yeah, gates of pearl and so on. And that's literal. That is real, you know. Yeah. 
could go what from like Texas to New Jersey or something like that. It's huge. So um, it can hold a lot of people. And that's our God, our gracious God. He wants to get a lot in. Everybody in that wants to get in. So it is a place. It is a prepared place. And uh, let's look at, well, I'll tell you what. Let me just read this. I'm going to read Hebrews 13, 14. If you want to turn, you can, but I'm going to read this. We're supposed to look at our life right now like we have no abiding place. Now, I know you have the homestead. I know you've worked all your life to take care of it. But the idea is that it's just temporary. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 14 says, For here we have no continuing city, but we seek one to come, the city, New Jerusalem. That's going to be our permanent dwelling. And so keep a loose grip on things, you know, down here. Keep a loose grip on them. It's just temporary. And we're just supposed to use it for God's glory and for uh, our purpose of the gospel age. So, now the Bible speaks of heavens, plural. I thought you'd find this interesting. Heavens, plural. So, let's turn all the way back to Genesis 2. I'll just have you look at this one, and then I'll read the other ones. But I want you to see it. Heavens, plural. Somebody asked me when I first got here. I tell you, you know, and I'm, I'm all ready. I'm like, yeah, I'm the Bible guy. Got your Bible answers, you know. And uh, the Lord's kind of taken me down a peg or two since I got into the ministry. But I get all excited about Bible questions, you know. And even if I don't know, I'm still excited because that just gives me a reason to dig in the Bible and find it, you know. But uh, you look at uh, Genesis chapter 2, verse 1, and we'll see that the Bible speaks of heavens, plural. So there's more than one. And somebody asked me, how many heavens are there? Are there seven? And I told him, I said, no, there's three. There's three in the Bible. Seventh heaven, that comes from Jewish writings. I forget which one right now, but that whole idea, that comes from Jewish writings during the New Testament time, uh, roughly about 100 A.D. between then and and coming up closer to where we are, Jewish writings. Um, So Genesis chapter 2 and verse 1, Thus the heavens and the earth were, I should say, uh, unsaved Jewish writings. So... They don't have the Holy Spirit, so it's not inspired. Anyways, Genesis chapter 2, verse 1, Thus the heavens, you see it? Plural. And the earth, singular, were finished, and all the host of them. Talking about, you know, sun, moon, stars, and so on. So there's plural. If you look at chapter 1, verse 1, this is how you know you have the right Bible. If chapter 1, verse 1 says heaven, singular, you know you have the right Bible. Because in the beginning, God created the heaven. And he was only referring to one at that time. The heaven and the earth. So if you have singular, you have the right Bible. If you have plural, you have, you have a Bible that's based on Egyptian manuscripts. People who thought they were smart enough to correct God's word. Um, heaven, singular. And then, so you'll find it all over the place... That there are heavens, plural. Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 14 says, Behold, the heaven, singular, and the heaven of heavens is the Lord's, the earth also, with all that therein is. So behold, the heaven and the heaven of heavens. Psalm 103, verse 19, The Lord hath prepared His throne, where? In the heavens. And His kingdom ruleth, Overall, so there are three heavens, 
Um, we'll look at them. But let's, I'm going to draw this. And again, this is not original to me. This has been used by many Bible teachers. And uh, coming from Larkin. So what you have is you have the earth. Let's see if I can kind of... I'll do this. You have the earth and the first heaven is the atmosphere. Yep. When the Bible describes it as being the place where the fowl of the air, the birds fly. If you walk out in the daytime, you'll see the blue skies and the clouds and uh, the birds flying up in the air and the airplanes and who knows what they're doing with the airplanes in the air right now. But um, there's some people who know something about that. But anyways, that's the first heaven. So I'll put... I'll put right here, first heaven, with my chicken scratch. And then you have, out here, um, I'm just going to draw, maybe draw it like this. This is supposed to be the sun. The sun, you know, and the moon. And, uh, I don't know how it would be, but something like that. And the stars, you know, stars all over the place. And this is all the second heaven. Right there. And then, up here, up north, up north you have the third heaven, which the Bible says is the place where God's throne is. So this is His throne and His, and His glory. And uh, you know where God is right now? God is in His glory. And His throne is up here in the third heaven. Up here. So you have three heavens. So let's see this from the, from the Bible real quick. Um, the first heaven, Acts chapter 14, verse 17. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. Acts chapter 14, verse 17. Uh, Acts 14 and verse 17. You know the difference between the people who go to heaven, who get to go to be with God in the third heaven, and the people who don't? There's one condition, one condition in the Bible. And the, in, the, in, in the Gospel of John, this is something to think about. Acts chapter 14, verse 17. In the Gospel of John, that's the only book in the Bible that says it was specifically written so that sinners could read it and believe and be saved. It's the only one that says that. Yes. And that's why when people pass out just a couple books of the Bible and they do it evangelistically, they'll pass out the Gospel of John and Romans. Romans explains the details. But John is the only one that says these things were written that you might read and believe and be saved. It says in John chapter 20 at, at the end of the chapter. I think it's verse 31. So that's the only one that specifically says it's written for this reason. And over 90 times in John's Gospel it says believe, 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 believe. And that's the only condition. Now we talked about it. Belief and repentance come together like two sides of a coin. You can't believe as, 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 as far as Gospel belief goes without a turning away from going your own way and a turning away from sin to God by faith in Jesus Christ. But believe, it's the only condition. So, there are those who believe. 
Like in the Gospel of John, it says that, um, that God's not willing that any should perish. Uh, it says that in Second Peter. But he says in John that, that uh, let me just read it so I don't mess it up. In chapter 3, at the end of the chapter, I'll read it to you. That the people who believe are going to heaven, and those who don't have the wrath of God abiding on them. So John 3, verse 36. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. He that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him, waiting to fall on him at his death, and then he goes to hell. And so when you believe, that means that you're believing that Jesus is the Son of God, and that if you ask Him to, He will forgive you of your sins and give you eternal life based on what He did for you on the cross. That's what it means to believe and be saved. So those people who believe go to heaven. Those who don't go to hell. Which one are you? I mean, you know. You know what you're trusting. You know if you've been ignoring Jesus or if you've believed on Him or not. You know. If, and if you have, take God's Word uh, as, it, as it stands and God says, if I believe, then I'll have eternal life and forgiveness of sins. You know, which one are you? You're one of the two, believing or not believing. Okay, so Acts chapter 14 and verse 17 says, Nevertheless, he left not himself without witness, in that he did good and gave us rain from heaven. You see that? Rain from heaven. That's the atmosphere. Fruitful seasons filling our hearts with food and gladness. So, right here, rain from heaven. That's what you walk out and you see in the daytime. Then there's the second heaven. That's what you walk out and see at the nighttime. So, Ephesians chapter 6. So, you have uh, Acts, Romans, First and Second Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians. So, you turn to the right, a uh, few books, and you'll run into Ephesians chapter 6. Acts, Romans, First and Second Corinthians... Galatians, Ephesians. Ephesians 6 and verse 12. This here, the second heaven, what you see when you walk out of your house at night and look up into the sky, the sun, moon, and the stars, this is the place of spiritual wickedness and high places. Yes, they are down here, coming down to earth, but this is where the Bible says that they dwell, in the second heaven. So Ephesians chapter 6. If you wonder where the fallen uh, angels that became devils are, and uh, Satan's domain, uh, the, the place of demons and angels in that second heaven. So Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 says here, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So the Bible says that the devil can roam back and forth on the earth seeking people that he can devour and mess up. But it says that he's able to go and appear before God. We find that in the book of Job. And this place, spiritual wickedness in high places, this is where he dwells. And this, he's the God of this world. But guess what? God is sovereign over all. He is over all. The devil's on a leash and uh, everything's under God's control. But that's the second heaven, and now the third heaven. 2 Corinthians 12. 2 Corinthians 12. Spiritual wickedness in high places, and you better believe that we are in a spiritual 
war, and the war is for the souls of men. And the devil is trying to get as many people on his side, and he doesn't want them to hear the gospel, he doesn't want them to read the Bible, and he doesn't want them to get saved. So he'll tell them, religion, that's the way. Your religion is the Ten Commandments. If you just do your best to keep the Ten Commandments, you'll be all right. That's the devil's religion. When the Bible says, believe, 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 believe. Um, so 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 1 says here, Now Paul is talking about his trip to heaven. He says, it's not expedient for me, doubtless to glory. In other words, he thinks, you, you guys think I'm just bragging and talking about myself and not talking about Jesus. But he says, I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I knew a man in Christ, he's talking about himself, above 14 years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell, God knoweth. So when Paul was stoned in Lystra, he died and evidently his soul and spirit went to heaven. And he said when he was in that state, he couldn't tell if he was in the body or out of the body. At times he felt like, I'm in the body. But then at times he thought, I'm out of the body. In the body, out of the body, I, I can't tell. So, um, God knoweth. Such an one caught up to the, you see it there? Third heaven. If anybody asks you how many heavens there are, take them right here. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 2. He went to the place of God's dwelling. And he said, it's the third heaven. You can't go any higher than that. You see, he says, my glory is above the heaven and the heaven of heavens. My glory. So you can't go any higher than this. Third heaven. I knew such a man, whether in the body, he says it again, or out of the body, I cannot tell, God knoweth. How that he was caught up into paradise. Hold on a minute. Paradise. So Paul said paradise was up here now. We'll get back to that. Paradise is up here. Now I want to I tell you this just since, since we're here right now. In heaven, I'm going to put them in different places so that they look different. Okay? Paradise, I'm going to put it over here. Because this is the way that uh, 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 Clarence Larkin does it. Paradise, S or C. Okay, I knew it. I should just change it when I, when I doubt what I'm doing. Paradise. So that's over here. That word means a garden or an enclosed place. So, so it's a place. Okay, and then over here, I'm going to put the New Jerusalem, City Four Square. Okay, New Jerusalem. It's up here. And then you have God's throne, the place of his dwelling. All right. Um, Verse 4, and heard unspeakable words, which it is not lawful for a man to utter. Next time you read about somebody who said that they went to heaven, they're going to tell you all about it. You tell them a baloney. Paul said he went there and he wasn't allowed to talk about it. And so if you really went there, God would have told you the same thing. So you can just throw all those books about going to heaven in the trash. Of such an one, you say, boy, that's awful dogmatic. Yes, it is. I'm a Bible believer. Uh, if Paul wasn't allowed to tell you about it, and he was the man who's used to write 13, 14 books of the New Testament, you telling me some Joe Schmo who's trying to get a publishing deal? Uh, I don't think so. 
Of such an one will I glory. I don't care if it was their, their child. I know that's awful sweet, but I don't care. Of such an one will I glory, yet of myself I will not glory. You see, Paul said, I wouldn't come back and write a book about it. But in mine infirmities, for though I would desire to glory, and he goes on to talk about it. He said, I'm speaking as a fool if I do it. So that is the third heaven. Now, lastly, there's a... Man, do I want to go here or not? I'll, I'll go to that. I'll, I'll do that next time. There's a body of water. I'll do it next time. In the Bible. Now, this is if you're a Bible believer, okay? If you don't believe what you read in the Bible, then uh, you won't be able to accept this truth. The Bible says that there's a body of water above the earth. And we gather that it's in the second heaven. And it says that the face of the deep here is frozen. If you, if you compare Scripture to Scripture, there's, there's a, a place up here where people can stand, and it says it's frozen. And, and this body of water, there's some things that you can learn about that, but it's the great deep. And this is the doctrine of the great deep. I'm not going to go into detail about it. I'm just going to tell you it's in the Bible. There's a body of water up here. Um, and that's all I'm going to say about that right now. But what I want to say lastly about this <clears throat> is that paradise wasn't always in heaven. So let's just do this right now. You're close to Ephesians, so come back to Ephesians 4. Come back to Ephesians 4 and verse 8. I'm going to draw some things here real quick. So where do the dead go? If you're saved, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Um, That is, you wake up in heaven with the Lord immediately after your last breath here on earth. Paul said, I have a desire to depart and to be with, you remember what it says? To be with the Lord. But to be present with you is more needful. The churches need me. You need me to teach you. But I want to be with the Lord, which is far better. Now, if Paul was going to breathe his last and finish his race and then go into the ground and sleep in a hole in the ground or sleep in a hole in a cave, whatever it might have been, and, uh, and soul sleep in there until the general resurrection at the end, listen, that's not with the Lord and that's not far better. you telling me it's far better to go into the hole in the ground than it would be? Paul said... It's more needful for me to be with you, but I'd rather depart and be with the Lord, which is far better. So Paul is saying, I'd rather be in a hole in the ground than be with you? I don't think so. He's saying, to be absent from the body, which he says, word for word, to be present with the Lord. That's what happens when you die. So, in in the earth, I'm just going to kind of introduce you to this, and then we'll we'll deal with it in detail um, next time. But in the earth... The Bible says that this is where hell is. And in the Old Testament, the Old Testament word for it was Sheol. I never use original languages to correct the Bible. That's the mark of a fundamental apostate. Sheol is the Hebrew term, Old Testament Hebrew. And uh, Hades is the New Testament Greek. And there are people who try to deny 
this and say that Hades is the grave, sometimes Hades does refer to the grave. More often than not, it's referring to the place of the damned. If, if, we, if you want a detailed outline, I'll give you one. If you, if you want one, I'm not going to go through it here. But in the Old Testament as well as the New, it talked about where the wicked dead go. They go to the place of the damned, place of suffering, and, and torment in the Old Testament. It's all through the Old Testament. It's all through the New Testament. Jesus, when he talked about people going and being judged, he referred to Gehenna. So, um, Gehenna, and that was a term that referred to the city dump, which was a place where there was always trash burning. They threw uh, bodies of criminals in there, so you had rotten flesh, and you had dogs burning in there. Dogs were unclean animals. Anything unclean went into this place called Gehenna. And Jesus said, you want to know what hell is like? It's like Gehenna. So when he talked about where you'd go, where there was weeping and gnashing of teeth and the, the smoke of their torments ascending, the smoke of Gehenna ascending all the time. People could smell it, see it if you got close enough. Jesus said, that's what hell's like. It's like Gehenna. So, in the Old Testament, um, what you had is you had, on one side, you had hell. And on the other side, you had Abraham's bosom, which I will just mark A-B. Abraham's bosom. And Abraham's bosom, same thing as paradise. So, when we get together next time, we're going to study Luke chapter 16. We're just going to stop tonight. We'll study Luke chapter 16, where Jesus told about a real account where a rich man died... And when he lift up his eyes, he was in torments. He was in hell. And uh, Lazarus, the poor beggar, he died and he went to Abraham's bosom. And in hell, the rich man lift up his eyes. So he's got eyes. Remember Paul said, whether in the body or out of the body, I can't tell. Because he said, it's like I got a body. But it doesn't feel like, my, my, like the body that was just stoned to death. But I got a body. He lifts up his eyes. He's got eyes. And uh, he looks over here and he sees Lazarus in Abraham's bosom with all the fathers, the saints of the Old Testament. And um, so I could just put Old Testament over here, Old Testament saints. He sees all those patriarchs and all those saints of the Old Testament. And he says, Father Abraham. So he's got a mouth. He can talk. Um, And he says, send Lazarus over here. So Lazarus has got some kind of a body, which I'm going to refer to as a soulish body. Soulish body. soulish because your body your soul looks just like your body according to scripture according to the words of Jesus and he says send Lazarus over here that he may dip his finger so he's got a finger in water and put it on my tongue cool my tongue because I'm in what torment he's tormented over here so we're going to study about that and what happens is when uh, Jesus dies on the cross and when, his, uh, when he gave up the ghost, then he descended into hell. He did not suffer in hell. I repeat, he did not suffer for our sins in hell. He suffered on the cross. Yep, we're going to go to Ephesians 4 and Luke chapter 16. And then it says that he led captivity captive and took them up here to paradise. And they're awaiting their glorified bodies.
You say, why did they have to stay down here in the Old Testament? Christ hadn't died yet. Their sins were remitted and forgiven, but their sins were not taken away. They weren't canceled. They were only covered. The atonement wasn't completed. So they couldn't go here. Their sins hadn't been canceled out yet. So once, once the sins that were covered were taken away, then Jesus is able to take them. And Jesus, when he was up here, remember with the other guy on the cross? The one who repented? There were two guys, right? One on each side. One of them repented and believed, and one of them didn't. I tell you, that's the difference. If you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that He's able to forgive you and give you eternal life, you will go to heaven. If you want to take your sins and you reject Jesus, you'll go to hell. This man, when he died, he went to hell. Yeah, so he said, This day thou shalt be with me in paradise. How soon? He said, this day. What happened with that man? He came with Jesus. And you know, when Jesus took everybody up here, he was with him. He says, you'll be with, sorry, you'll be with me. And, and once he says that, you're going to be with me, man. You're going to be with me. He's not going to go back on his word. And he said, this day in paradise, paradise is up here. So paradise is not heaven. Paradise is in heaven. But I'm sorry, what are you going to say? Unbelief is the unpardonable sin. That's right. If you don't believe, you, you, you can't learn sin. Yes. That's the only way that God can take care of your sin. So we're going to look at the verses there in detail. And now what happens now? There's, the paradise is not down here anymore. And the Bible says that hell hath enlarged herself. Hell is, is yawning, the Bible says, and getting bigger to fit all the souls of the damned who go to hell, and it's their choice. God gives man a free will. That's biblical. Anybody who denies the biblical doctrine of the free will of man is denying Scripture. So, all right, let's go ahead and pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, very serious words tonight, very interesting subject of study, Lord, and uh, you only let us know a little bit about it. But these are things that we can know and know for sure, and I'm thankful for that. And Lord, um, I pray that we would be like you, Lord Jesus. We want to be like you. And so we want to be a church that preaches about hell um, and warns people because we love them. But we also want to preach about heaven. Lord, forgive me for not preaching about heaven enough. And help me to do that and help me to comfort your people. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I was trying to wrap it up. It was getting a little too long. Hey, guys. All right. Y'all ready for bed now, too, aren't you? Okay.